In August 1973, a young Jamaican-born New Yorker known as DJ Coolheart threw a party in the South Bronx with a pair of turntables. He improvised a technique that isolated and re repeated musical breaks and repeated musical breaks. That technique would lay the foundation for a genre known as hip-hop. Hip-hop music emerged from house parties in the Bronx and spread like wildfire between friends and neighbors at block parties. The new sound was electrifying. In the schoolyard during recess, someone would have a boombox, and then someone would start rhyming. You didn't have recorded versions of hip-hop at that time. Within a few years, it had become an underground cultural movement, and its distribution was homemade. You couldn't purchase albums or records, and you couldn't hear hip-hop on the radio. The only way that you could participate in the culture musically was through these cassette tapes, which would circulate all throughout the city. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle Podcast. I am your boy, 12 Kyle. Man, check this out. <laughs> On this episode, I want to do something a little different. As you know, or maybe you don't know, at the time of this recording, we are celebrating hip-hop this week. Um, I mentioned on previous episodes, what I wanted to do was honor hip-hop by, you know, giving you some... Uh, album reviews some or on some albums that I hadn't talked about uh and changing things up a little bit and giving you something different. And on this episode I want to actually celebrate honor and give thanks to the father of hip hop. And that would be none other than DJ Cool Herc. Now it goes without saying that Herc is, in my opinion, the father of hip-hop. And on today, we celebrate the birth of hip-hop. History will tell you that on today's date, August 11th, 1973, in the Bronx, New York, Cool Herc invented what we now know as hip-hop. And <laughs> to say that hip-hop has come a long way is an understatement. Hip-hop, or rap, if you will, because back then it was rap. It wasn't even called hip-hop. But it was started by a guy named DJ Cool Herc, real government name, Clive Campbell, a kid that was born in Jamaica, living in the Bronx, um, who at 18 years old decided to throw a back-to-school jam because the kids were about to go back to school uh, at the suggestion of his sister. Um, I don't know that that particular day, 50 years ago today, that Herc knew what he was actually doing. Um, I don't know that anybody knew what they were doing. It was just a back to school party. Um, but I think 
one of the things that will always stand out to us is that he created something like people weren't around or at least people of our generation weren't around when rock and roll was created they weren't around when jazz was created but a musical birth a musical art form was birthed august 11th 1973 50 years ago today 50 years hip-hop is turning 50 years old today let me say that again hip-hop turns 50 years old today and that's bugged out because you're listening to someone who's 50 years old i turned 50 on december 9th 1972 well technically i turned december i turned 50 december 9th 2022 i'm sorry i was born in 72 so i'm only just you know what six months older than hip-hop and that's bugged out when i think about it because like i don't necessarily view myself as being 50 but i am and i don't necessarily view hip-hop as being 50 but it is and i wanted to take just the time to you know thank cool herc because cool herc did a lot I've never met Cool Herc before in my life. I know what Clive Campbell looks like. I know who Cool Herc is. Um, he's a legend. He's a pioneer. He's DJ Cool Herc. And I heard his name long before I ever heard him speak. Um, but I think we all should pay homage to Cool Herc, not just on this day, but every day going forward. I don't know what kind of you know awards he's been given. I don't know what kind of monetary gifts he's been given, but he needs to be given something because at that back to school party at 1520 Cedric Avenue in the Bronx, that's where it all got started. And I think when you think about how it got started, your mind will really be blown away of the essence of where it was and what was going on. Keep in mind, the Bronx in 1973 wasn't a place that you really, really would want to be. There was crime. There were drugs. There were gangs. Unemployment was at an all-time high. Um, and in a lot of ways in a lot of different communities throughout the Bronx, particularly black and brown communities, the after school programs were cut. So kids didn't really have a lot of things to do, nor did they have a lot of places to go. And a lot of times when you don't have places to go and things to do, you can find your way into trouble. And I think that having rap explode the way that it did and then subsequently becoming hip hop gave kids an outlet. It gave them something to do in the Bronx. And it wasn't something, it was something that was original, originally just happening in this particular area of the Bronx, but it was also something that would pretty soon and pretty quickly turn into wildfire. And 
as who cool Herc, DJ cool Herc describes it. His sister came to him with the idea of throwing the back to school jam. Um, and again, the place was the rec room, 1520 Sedgwick Avenue. The date was August 11th, 1973 from 9 PM to 4 AM. That's what it had on the flyer. Uh, the cost of the party, ladies, 25 cents. Fellas, 50 cents. And it was being thrown by DJ Cool Herc. Um, that's funny in and of itself. I mean, to think that you would pay, the ladies would pay 25 cents a quarter to get in a party. And the guys would pay 50 cents to get in a party. Um, but that's how it was. And Cool Herc famously described how he would entice the crowd by excuse me by playing what he would call breakbeats, and the breakbeats were the part of the record where the records was the vinyl was spinning, and it was just a beat. There was no singing. There was no rapping, of course, because rap nobody was rapping back then. But that would be the time where he could go off and then he'd tell the crowd, go off, and he would speak over the beat. And while he wasn't rapping, he got a chance to talk and he got a chance to shout out people that he knew and shout out people who had come to the party that particular night. And that, in essence, made him a Bronx legend. And that made him a party legend. And that one night at 1520 Cedric Avenue in the rec room, hip hop was born. And, you know, Biggie famously said, you never thought the hip hop would take it this far. No, we didn't. And that's where you and I come in. Because we did help take hip hop this far. Um, I've spoken about it on previous episodes and it's worth repeating. Um, I don't necessarily know where I would be had it not been for hip hop. <laughs> I tell people all the time, like if I'm being honest, outside of football, I loved hip hop like before I loved girls. So like it was it was just like that. And I want to say like my first memories, I mean of course I remember Sugar Hill Gang. I remember the message, but even back then or even if you take it back to that night that the movement and the genres genre was created, there was no rappers. Like so there was nobody to come freestyle over that I mean the freestyle was DJ Cool Herc. That was it. So there was nobody to come spit 16 bars, you know, over the breakbeat. But what I'm saying is, is that that music genre was created and then it found its way from the Bronx, New York, all the way down south to a little small city called Florence in the state of South Carolina, where a young kid by the name of 12 Kyle found a group called Run DMC. 
And in finding a group called Run DMC, he subsequently found Curtis Blow. He subsequently found Big Daddy Kane. He subsequently found some young dude named LL Cool J. And then he found Salt and Pepper. And then he found Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And then he found 783. Then he found the Tough Crew. Then he found some dude named Rock Kim. And then he found De La Soul. And then he found Public Enemy. And then he found some dudes from some scary place called Compton named NWA. And he found so much. And he quickly identified himself as a hip-hop fan. And this was a very key point in my life because if you listen and you kind of find up, follow along my timeline, like for me, just on a personal note, as I'm going through enter, entering puberty, 13, 14 years old, I'm gravitating toward this musical art form called rap. But on a personal note, I'm going through a divorce. And it's tough. And you're not really sure which way you're going because the two people that mean the most to you are going their separate ways. And so you get frustrated. And at a point in time, you kind of want to lash out, but you don't really know how to lash out. And maybe at that particular time, maybe it's better that I'm living in Florence as opposed to living in the Bronx. Because if I'm living in the Bronx, there's probably a lot of trouble I can get into in the Bronx. If I'm living over here in Compton, California, there's Bloods and Crips literally around me. So there's a lot of stuff that I can get into. There's a lot of avenues that I can chase. There's a lot of different things that I can get into and become good, bad, or indifferent. I don't, I don't pass judgment, but I didn't live there. I lived in small city, small state. And the thing that spoke to me was hip hop. I grew up in a church <laughs> and I remember telling somebody in church, yeah, gospel music's okay, but it don't move me like rap does. And they were grabbing their pearls. Oh, how dare you say such? Heathen. Nah, lady, it don't. There's nothing. There's not one gospel song y'all can sing on that choir that's going to mean more to me than Run DMC singing Sucker MCs. They don't. They ain't the same. But I said all that to say this. Rap came to me at a at a very crucial time. And it was something that I gravitated to and I, I'm, I'm thankful for it. And I still love hip hop to this day. Um, I don't like some of the things about hip hop and what it's become. But the core of me still loves hip hop and always will. And I, I, I've also I really find it amazing sometimes when I. Listen to some of the episodes that I do. It's particularly the ones that like me and Eclectic do. Shout out to E. 
and you got a kid from South Carolina, you got a kid from Ohio who lived, didn't know each other, obviously, because there was no social media. We didn't know that we would meet each other until 20-something years later. But a lot of the stories that Eclectic tells on his podcast or when he comes on my podcast, a lot of his stories and his experiences are the same as mine. The only difference is we were just in two different places and we're a couple of years of years apart as far as age is concerned. He's old. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> Shout out to E. Um, but no, nah, man, and all of this is because of Cool Herc. All of this is because of Cool Herc. If there's no rap, I don't know where Eclectic would be. Honestly, you could ask him. I know for a fact that if there was no rap, 12 Kyle probably wouldn't be sitting here. I'd be somewhere. I'm not going to give you, oh, I'd be dead or in jail. I'm not going to tell you all that. <laughs> but it played an integral part of my life. So when I press play, I could hear what Compton sounded like. And that's long before I met Dolomite. When I press play, I could hear what the Bronx sounded like. And that's long before I met Juan Cruz. When I press play, I could hear what Luke sounded like. And that's long before I met my teammates in college from Miami. It was a connector. When I press play, I could hear what Chicago sounded like. I could hear what Atlanta sounded like. I could hear what Houston sounded like. I could hear what Seattle sounded like. Jersey, Philly. I could hear all of those places. North Carolina. And everybody had a different sound. Memphis. The list goes on and on and on and on. And it's all because of Cool Hurt. Hip hop today is a multi, I'm not even gonna say billion, it's a multi trillion dollar business. I mean, bruh, <laughs> I was watching a basketball game a few months ago, NBA game. I was just flipping sur channel surfing, you know, wasn't nothing on. And I see that the Los, Los Angeles Lakers are playing in, in Utah against the Utah Jazz. And I'm like, okay, well, let me see what LeBron's doing. So I turn the game on, and you know, you hear the organ music, or you hear a DJ or whatever like that playing in the background. And then it dawned on me, like, as the Lakers are bringing the ball up the court, they're playing hip hop music. And as the Jazz are bringing the ball up the court, they're playing hip hop music in Salt Lake City, Utah. I would venture to say that the probably the black population is probably 2% in Salt Lake City. 2 to 4% maybe. Um but you look around that arena, it's all white faces. <laughs> the only black faces you see on the basketball court. And you might see some in the, you know, some of the workers and stuff. I don't know. But to Biggie's point, you never thought the hip hop would take it this far. Whoever thought that in 1973, then you fast forward 20, 50 years, that hip hop would be played 
in an arena, a basketball arena in Salt Lake City. Arguably one of the whitest of white places. It is what it is. That's how far we've come. Can hip hop be cleaned up? Yes, of course it can. It's a lot of problematic things that go on with hip hop that really not structured for this particular conversation nor this podcast. We can go back to that. But we got to give thanks. We got to say, we got to salute. And we got to give praise to DJ Cool Hurt. Because I'm willing to bet if it were not for Cool Hurt, a lot of us could probably say the same thing. I don't know where I would be. This music literally has made people billionaires and millionaires and hundredaires <laughs> and, you know, people like me, thousandaires. <laughs> but I love hip hop. I never had the chance to meet Cool Herc. I hope that I get a chance to meet him. Cool Herc is, at the time of this recording, 68 years old. So hopefully he's going to be around for another 68 years. Um, And if I got a chance to meet him, and I know he's watching, because Cool Herc always watches my podcast and listens. Thank you, Cool Herc. But um, I just want to say thank you. From, from the bottom of my heart, and I speak for all hip-hop heads like myself, thank you. I don't know that you knew what you were doing, but you know, I heard you say that you just wanted to create a jam and you just wanted to have a good time. And Herc, I think we've done just that over these last 50 years. We've had a good time. We've seen some of the best of the best of the best. We've seen some of the worst. We've lost some of the best. And for some, it's still a tough pill to swallow. Oh, we wouldn't get what what we wouldn't give to hear Biggie and Pac again. What we wouldn't give to see Trouble T. Roy dancing across the stage. What we wouldn't give to hear Nipsey again. What we wouldn't give to see Left Eye again. And the list goes on and on and on. But you gave us so much and we owe a debt of gratitude and thanks to you, Cool Herc. Because you made it happen. All for a jam that cost the fellas 50 cents and the ladies 25 cents. And a jam that went from 9 a.m., I mean 9 p.m. to 4 a.m. in the rec room at 1520 Cedric Avenue in the Bronx, New York. The birthplace of hip-hop. Didn't start in Queensbridge. Didn't start in Compton. Didn't start in uh, New Jersey. It started right there in the Boogie Down Bronx. So I can if I will speak on behalf of all of hip hop, when I say to cool Herc, thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you have done. You have saved and entertained a lot of us. And we thank you. We really, really thank you because without you, it would not be possible. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for me. Thanks again for checking out this edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. The podcast drops every Thursday at midnight. 
Uh, from time to time, we drop bonus episodes on Sundays. But again, this is Hip Hop Week, and we had to stop and pay tribute to the man who created it all, DJ Cool Herc. Again, Herc, thank you. That's going to do it for me. Again, I am your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. 5,000.